one said. It is Christmas time, and I'm joined today by my producer, Jonathan Bergeron, and I, we're also joined by one of uh, Santa's little elves by the name of Trenton Lynn. <laughs> you guys should have seen him in the introduction of the music, because when those guitars came on, he about <laughs> jumped out of his <laughs> chair. It was hilarious. Hey, well, we wanted to get together with you guys for Christmas. We have ended season one, and we're getting ready for season two. So we just wanted to get you guys prepped. Uh, make sure you all remember who we are, for starters. But we're getting ready to head into season two. and But here during this time of year, we take a break to reflect on the real reason for the season, which is Jesus Christ. Now... Uh, you know, Jonathan, I don't know if you've heard of this. There's, there's just like this huge movement going right now that is trying to... Uh, Christians want to withdraw from Christmas. Yeah, it's definitely trending that way. You, you can see like people kind of trying to make it more less... Or I guess less churchy. Less churchy. Well, <laughs> the problem is that without Jesus being born, there would be no death and resurrection. And no church. And minor no, details. Yeah, oh, I know. Minor details, right? <laughs> you know, I do believe in killing a little bit of the commercialism. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Well, of course you would, because you're cheap. Let's just admit it. <laughs> that but, is my you know, cross the bear, right? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, my wife, uh, she definitely does the, we're not spending much on Christmas. I'm like looking at a cart going, <laughs> I think we just spent 500 bucks here in Walmart, and that's the cheap stuff. And that was just for you, Trenton. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> what do you like best about Christmas, Trent? Um, that I get to wake up early and open up my present. Oh, that's nice. Is there any other time you like to get up early? Hunting season, maybe? Yeah, and... Do you like to get up early for school? No. <laughs> <laughs> but hunting season? Yeah. And duck season? Yeah. And uh, and Christmas, those are all worth getting up early for, right? Right. <clears throat> all right. Well, you know, one of the things that I, well, that's one of my isms we're trying to kill. <laughs> here is uh, a story. I You wanted to be in here today. Have you ever heard the story, Trent, of the three trees? No. How many trees do we got here in my house? Three. Why do we always have three Christmas trees? Um, because there's one for me, one for you, and one for my grandma. Oh, I see. Well, uh, that is true. Now, you know, have you ever noticed I have three trees in my house? Well, with my 
operational level of oblivion no i haven't <laughs> <laughs> well you walked right by him when you came in but thanks for not paying attention so you know there's a reason that i do that and your grandma and i started doing that about 30 years ago and uh, when i was a little kid my mom used to tell us a story now i tell this story all the time in jails and prisons and uh, I decided a couple of years ago I was no longer going to tell that story. I was just, I, I figured everybody had ever had heard this story. So, And Jonathan's looking at me. He goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I figured everybody had always heard the story of the three trees. Have you ever heard this story, Jonathan? No, I haven't. Okay. My mom used to tell it to us when we were little. My mom, I went out and visited my mom today. She's 84 years old. And I talked to her about this story. And I said, hey, mom, I'm going to record that tonight. And I'm going to put it out there. And uh, I asked her, you know, where did you, where did you first hear that story? She said, you know, I heard that story from my father, from my, you who would be my grandfather. And this story is something different. You know, I, I hear all pagans. I've been pagan in, in my history. I was a pagan, so I I listened to all their arguments that Christmas is actually about paganism, and I, I've got to tell you, I have a, that's a real stretch because coming from the paganism end of things, it's very very hard to tie those together. You're always going to have things such as spring, you know, that happens every year, right? You're going to have fall that ha- happens every year, and there's this thing called winter. Unfortunately, it, 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 and it happens, right? <laughs> well, and the uh, the whole thing with uh, people, uh, what they try to do is they try to make uh, just arguments. It's it's just a way of arguing. That's all it is. I, I have no idea why people go through life trying to argue everything, right? <laughs> Unless their last name is Bergeron. I gotcha. It, so it happens. It I, does happen. <laughs> So, now people are waiting. They're like, are we going to hear the story or not? So, here's the deal. When I went into the jail here this past week, uh, I had several pods. And Brent started laughing after a while because guys that had not been in jail for years and were now getting tossed back in jail for whatever, the very first thing they asked me is, hey, tell us that Christmas story. And I said, you guys want to hear that Christmas story about the three trees? And they said, Yeah, I remember you told it to me, and I tell it to my kids every year. And I've had guys actually in the prison that have had me write it down. Now, I didn't write this. My mom didn't write this story. My grandfather did not write this story. This is an old story. You can probably pick it up somewhere. I'm sure that if you go on to Amazon, not advertising for Amazon, if you go on to any place that sells books, you can find this story. Now, it may not be told exactly the way I tell this story. But this is the way the story was told to me. Okay? So, are we all ready to settle in? Everybody got your hot chocolate? You put your podcast on pause and you went and got all your stuff and you got popcorn and hot chocolate and you're sitting and you're waiting for the story of the three trees at Christmas. Trent, are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, John. I'm looking at Jonathan, and he's just totally baffled. He's like, dude, I thought we were talking about the nativity and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Well, much like every other episode, we go in with a very distinct plan that we ignore. 
That's the story of my life, brother. All right, the story of the three trees, it goes like this. Once upon a time, imagine that. Actually, at one time, outside of the city of Jerusalem, there were three trees that were growing on top of a mountain. And they started off very small, just like all trees do. And they started talking to one another. And the first tree said, you know what? When I grow up, I'm going to grow big and strong. I'm going to make my girth really huge. Lots of wood can be cut from me. And I'm going to get turned into a huge chest that is going to be filled with gold. And it is going to be covered with diamonds. And people are going to come from all around to take a look at it. I'm going to belong to a king and people forever will know how rich he is by how great of a chest I become. And the other two trees go, wow, that, that's pretty awesome. And the second tree, he says, man, you know what? I'm not going to grow a lot of branches. And the other one goes, you're not going to grow a lot of branches. He goes, no, because I want my wood to be straight. I want to grow tall, not with a lot of knots and twists in me, but I want to become very straight. So when they take me to the shipyard and they put me into a ship because I'm such good wood, I am going to be the kind of a boat that carries kings and queens back up crossed very rich people back and forth across the sea and and as they travel I'll protect them from storms and I will I will be with them and they will rejoice just that I'm there and man the other trees go man that's that's a good plan and the third tree he says not me no one's cutting me down they said, why, why don't you want to be cut down? He goes, because I'm going to grow tall. I'm going to grow taller than both of you. He says, I'm going to grow taller than everything. And when people from the city look up and see me, they will see that I am pointing to heaven. And when they look at me, they'll realize, man, that tree is pointing the way to heaven. And they'll rejoice. Well, sure enough, time passes. The wind blows, seasons change. And all of a sudden the trees have grown and they've grown quite large. And up the hill comes a guy with an ax. And as they come up with the ax, what they do is they go to the first tree and they look it up and down. And he's very tall, but he isn't what they're looking for. So they go to the next tree and they look him up and down. They notice he doesn't have very many branches. So they go to the last tree and they say, this one is it. And they chop him down. And as he's being drugged down, he's listening to him talk about building him into a box. And he goes, that's exactly what I want. And he hollers back to the other trees and he says, hey, I'm going to be turned into the great chest filled with treasures. And down the hill, and they watch him as he gets drugged into the city and they clear him away and they make him into planks and the other two trees are watching him. And they end up turning him into a feeder box. For the cows and the pigs and they're watching and they're very disappointed they're like oh that poor guy and you know the trees he as they start pouring pig slop into him he's just disappointed you know he had these great plans for his life but life did not give him what he thought he was going to get right he ends up just sitting there and <clears throat> day after day cows eating on him chickens resting him laying eggs trent sometimes chickens laid eggs in this poor guy I mean, it's just terrible. So then a few years pass and all of a sudden up the hill comes 
the the guy with the axe again and both the trees are looking at him and they'd seen what happened to that other guy and they weren't too sure but finally they hear him talking to some other men and they said yes this one will work excellent we'll take him to the shipyard and he goes great I'm going to become a ship that ends up taking everybody back and forth across the sea and so what ends up happening is they chop him down and they're dragging him down and the other tree tells him good luck this is going to be good for you and down there they go and they they end up cutting but they realize he's a little shorter than they thought originally you know when they're comparing him to the other trees so they ended up turning him into a fishing boat you know <laughs> so the other tree is sitting up there and it's looking it's like oh that's terrible every day he goes out on the sea and all these fishermen with bare feet and they don't smell very good they they, they're bringing fish up there and gutting them right on him, and he smells terrible. And, you know, he's not ferrying anybody. All he has is just nothing more than than just fish guts on him. You know what I mean? It is what his life wanted to be. Trent, how you doing? Good. <laughs> okay. So then the third tree. He's still growing, and he's keeping an eye out. He doesn't want anybody to come and get him. Boy, he grows and he grows and a few years pass and as he grows and he grows very strong all of a sudden the lumberjacks at his at his base and he looks at him he said this one will do and he's like oh please don't cut me down I have a plan for my life and this isn't it but they lay axe to him and they chop him off and they drag him down but they didn't drag him to the place where the first one went and they didn't drag him to the shipyard but they drag him down and they just hew him into rough lumber, cut him into a couple of pieces and toss him off to the side. And he's brokenhearted. He can never ever tell anybody about the way to heaven. He just can't do anything about it because he simply couldn't live the way he wanted to live. Other people were involved. Well, you know, time passes. And all of a sudden, one night, in the barn, the box sees this man and woman come in, and she's she's kind of aching in pain, and she's become filled with great pain, and he watches her as she delivers a baby, and the father clears out the box, and he puts new hay in it, and he brings forth a child and sets a child in it, and all of a sudden, these other men come charging in from the fields, and people come and pay homage to this child. And he's like, what is this? What is this? How, who is this? I, I, I wanted to be somebody that held great treasure, but here I've got a baby in me. I've been holding nothing but food, but now I've got a baby. And he did not know how that would change his life. And a few years later, that baby grew into be a man. And one day, the boat is floating there on the water. And this man steps on it and says, push us out, I'm speaking. And the boat listens as a man speaks to thousands of people. And then they're traveling back and forth and he's carrying this man and he's listening to the fishermen that are on top of him. And they're no longer fishing, but they're going port to port. And while they're out there, a great storm arises. And as this great storm arises, it threatens to crush everything. And, and the ship is holding on with all of his might, trying to hold everything back. But all of a sudden, the man on it 
speaks out and the storm rolls away and he's saved and all the men on it are saved and a few more years pass and then one day there they go and they get the piece of wood from the pile he's been cut into two pieces and nailed back together and all of a sudden he is over the shoulder of a man who's been ripped and beaten and stripped and he has a crown of thorns on his head and he drags the tree up the hill and he place, they place him the, the tree on the ground and the man crawls on top of it and they nail him to the tree and they raise him up and he listens as the people weep and cry and he listens as the, the man hanging from him cries out to God and says it is finished you know the funny thing the reason I have three trees up in my house is to remind me that even though our life may not go the way we plan and you may feel like you're just a box that's been filled with pig slop and cow food and things that aren't very good because your life didn't go quite the way it is when Jesus is placed in you you become that which holds the greatest treasure the world has ever known. And though that boat carried nothing but fishers, there was the fisher of men on him. He didn't just carry kings and queens. He carried the king of kings. And that cross, we still look to that cross because that's the only way to heaven. And that is why I have three trees in my house. So, I just thought I would share all of that with you here on this Christmas. And I know that we're kicking this out just before Christmas Eve. We're going to be out here on the 21st, I believe. And, you know, from the Barbarian Prophet, we just wanted to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you all in the coming year of 2020. God bless you. And remember... Jesus loves you, and I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop us.